TED Audio Collective. A whopping 97% of the world's websites have accessibility issues for those living with disabilities seen and unseen. Some websites don't provide text alternatives or images so that people with visual impairments can engage with the information in a picture or a chart. Some don't provide captioning on videos. Many are only navigable through the use of a mouse and not a keyboard, which can exclude people whose disabilities impact their hand function and fine motor control. The list goes on. When I was an intern at Microsoft as a teenager, I got to spend some time in the company's accessibility lab. I remember tinkering with some of the tools that had been developed there to help people living with disabilities use Microsoft's products. I remember feeling so excited by these technologies, like they had such a clear purpose. This is what tech can do for us. It's been nearly 20 years since I was in that lab. And yet, despite all of our advances in technology since then, of the around 1 billion people living with disabilities, too many are still left out online. People with vision impairments who don't have full use of their hands or who are deaf are rarely seen as target users who want to make purchases, enjoy entertainment, or surf the web like everyone else. So how do we make the web much more inclusive and accessible as we think about the next evolution of the internet? I'm Sherelle Dorsey, and this is TED Tech. On the TED stage, Clive Lowesby challenges us to think about why the web is closed off to many living with disabilities and what we can do to turn things around. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab Investing Themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like artificial intelligence, big data, robotic revolution, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as-is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Support for TED Tech comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is an all-in-one management software with apps for every business need. Odoo has apps for CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, manufacturing, and everything in between. And they're all-in-one, easy-to-use software. And the best part about Odoo? All Odoo apps are integrated, helping you get things done faster and more efficiently. So when you think about business, think Odoo. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash tedtech. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash tedtech. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. (laughs) That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Hackers and cyber criminals have always held this kind of special fascination. Obviously, I can't tell you too much about what I do. It's a game. Who's the best hacker? And I was like, well, this is child's play. I'm Dina Temple-Raston. And on the Click Here podcast, you'll meet them and the people trying to stop them. We're not afraid of the attack. 
We're afraid of the creativity and the intelligence of the human being behind it. Click here. Stories about the people making and breaking our digital world. AI machines, satellite, engine ignition. Click here. And liftoff. Click here. Every Tuesday and Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, does everybody know what a cookie banner is? Those annoying banners that pop up on a website asking for consent to put cookies into your browser. Uh, It may say something like, this website uses cookies to give you the best online experience. Follow this link to confirm that you consent to this. Does everyone know what I'm talking about? Good. Right, now I want you to imagine a different kind of browser. This one says the following. This website is designed for white people only. Follow this link to confirm that you are white. Or... This website is for men only. Follow this link to confirm that you are a man. Or, this website is for straight people only. Follow this link to confirm that you are straight. Or even, this website is for people who have hair. Follow this link to confirm you have hair. Okay, these don't happen in the real world, but what I do need to tell you about is another banner that does exist on over 97% of the world's websites. This website is for people who are not disabled. Follow this link to confirm that you are not disabled. This may not be as apparent as the cookie banner. Believe me, this banner exists. 97.4% of 1 million website homepages tested last year had detectable accessibility failures. So... How many disabled people are there in the world? In 2010, the World Health Organization estimated that 1 billion people on the planet live with some form of disability, with over 110 million having highly significant difficulties in functioning. We are talking about a lot of people. They also would like to use the web as much as you or I do. They also want to become your customers and spend money with you if you make it possible for them to do so. The title of this talk is a direct quote from somebody I met last year. She works in health, safety, employee well-being, and has done for 20 years, so she has a real understanding of inclusivity. Lovely, caring person, but she just could not understand how blind people could use the internet because they couldn't see the screen. I explained to her what a screen reader was, and she got it. A screen reader, by the way, is a piece of software that reads out the content of a website using a computerized voice. If you're blind, you can't use a mouse because you can't see where to put it, so you will use your keyboard instead in conjunction with the screen reader. It's not that easy to do, but cookie banners make life so much worse, and in some cases, they actually prevent blind people from accessing the website beyond it. We are in the year 2022. The first set of guidelines for websites to help ensure that they met the needs of disabled people uh, were released quite recently, actually. In 1999, a mere 23 years ago. Yep, I'm not joking. All the information has been available to everyone since then. It is also a legal requirement in most countries, but above everything else, it helps every business and every organisation become more inclusive 
And yet, 97% of websites contain detectable accessibility failures last year. Think of a website as a building, it becomes even more obvious. After all, websites are physical buildings. They're your window on the world, aren't they? Legislation for access to physical buildings has always made allowances for very old buildings where it's simply not possible to make them fully accessible for people with disabilities. We all understand that. So actually, I think it's perfectly fair that you shouldn't expect a website over 23 years old to cater for disabled people either. I'm actually not sure the last time I went on a website it was over 23 years old. But what about five years old? What about three years old? What about last year? This year? Typically, websites get replaced every three to five years as a new one is built to cater for the latest trends. Is it really okay that websites that are recently built are still inaccessible for disabled people? If not now, when? Okay, so what does accessible web design actually mean? Why would so many people go for an automatic door? Maybe because it's easier. Nobody's forcing you to use it. It's there as an alternative to the other doors. Accessible web design is exactly the same. Offering people with different needs alternative ways of using a website to get the same information. Most countries around the world have anti-discrimination laws and websites fall under these laws. However, for me, it's not about complying with the law. It is about becoming more inclusive, more welcoming to everyone, regardless of their ability or their disability. Disabled people have money to spend on your goods and services, and if they can't spend it with you, they'll go and spend it with somebody else. So, what should you do with regard to your own website? Well, you need to have two things. You need to have an audit of your website, and then you need to put an accessibility statement on your website. This hotel, it's a beautiful building. There's downstairs seating, there's upstairs seating. There's beautiful staircases everywhere, but unfortunately, Fortunately, there isn't a lift. The restaurant itself is run by an outside catering company. It's not their fault there's no lift. It's not their building, they're just renting the space. However, if you're in a wheelchair, you can't use the upstairs seating. But if there was a sign near the entrance saying something like, patrons in wheelchairs, please note that although we've got upstairs seating, we do not have a lift. However, we do have some reserved seating for you with extra turning space and raised tables. Think about raised tables. If you've been in a wheelchair and you try to go into a restaurant anywhere, you can't quite get under the table. Easily fixed, just put them on some small wooden blocks. Anyway, if you just put up that sign, is somebody in a wheelchair who reads that sign, are they going to feel more or less included? The cost of doing this is almost nothing, but the effect is huge. It's not the catering company's fault there's no lift, They've just gone out of their way to offer an alternative, despite the limitations of the hotel. In other words, the catering, the catering company themselves have become more welcoming, inclusive and accessible. So the first part of this story, where I explain the restaurant has upstairs seating, but no lift, that could be seen as an audit. We've realised there's no lift to the upstairs seating, so disabled people in wheelchairs cannot use it. But the sign at the entrance telling everyone that there is accessible seating downstairs as an alternative is like their accessibility statement. We've discovered that wheelchair users can't use the upstairs seating. This is what we've done instead. So, how does all this apply to our website? 
Well, as far as the audit goes, you can either pay somebody or you can do it yourself. And the same goes for an accessibility statement. Sadly, I don't have time to go into the details, but I do want to say one thing. Make your accessibility statement real. What do I mean by this? Simple. I, I see website after website with an accessibility statement that begins with a slightly pompous tone, and it says something like, we fully care about people with disabilities. We want to ensure that everyone's able to fully utilize our website. It meets the following standards, blah, blah, blah. I don't actually really care what you say. If somebody can't use your website, they can't use your website. I've got an idea. Why not instead use this as a wonderful opportunity to reach out to disabled people? The first line of your accessibility statement could be something like, we're aware that there's some problems with our website that might make the experience more difficult for visitors with disabilities. But if there's anything that we can do to help you, give us a call. There's the phone number right there. Follow this link to send an email. There's the link right there. Or fill in the contact form. Right there, you're reaching out to them. Just by doing that, you're being inclusive. You're going the extra mile, and it speaks volumes about your ethos as a, comp as a company. By the way, if you do have accessibility issues with your website, you should give a time frame in which you're going to get them fixed, or at least explain that it's not possible on grounds of cost. It isn't about being perfect. It's about being honest. Okay, I'd like to finish by telling you all about a very simple test that you can do on any website to find out if it has a basic level of accessibility. Anyone can do it, and I call it the tab test. If you run a website, there will usually be a, a row of page navigation buttons along the top. As you move your mouse over them, they will light up in turn, and any subpages will appear as a kind of drop down, and they may also light up as you move the mouse over. In other words, just by moving your mouse, you can go to pretty much any page on the website with a single click. Do we all understand that? Brilliant. If you're blind, as I've said, you can't use a mouse. Instead, you use a screen reader and a keyboard. If a website has a basic level of accessibility, you should be able to select every page and subpage by repeatedly pressing the tab key. Not only that, each one should light up in turn, just as if you were using a mouse. Not everyone who is visually impaired is completely blind. In fact, most of them have some form of limited vision instead. So having page navigation light up as you move, as you tab through them, helps them know where they are. So next time anybody here is on a website, just start pressing the tab key. If you do not see all the pages and all the sub-pages light up in turn, it's failed the test. Please drop them an email informing them that because their website does not meet that basic level of accessibility, it's failed this test and they really need to do something about it. If they want to know more, they can do a quick internet search and actually it's fairly easy to fix. If you guys joined with me in doing this one simple thing, we all will truly be changing the world one website at a time. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Ooh. Summarize with AI in a click. Click, click, click. Writer's block? Release with Canva Magic Write. 
Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Without an advocate like Lowe'sby pointing out these issues with modern websites, thinking about accessibility in the web might not be on most of our radars. So I did a bit of digging around to get pro tips on how businesses and websites of all sizes can improve their site's accessibility. The University of California, Berkeley, lays out a web accessibility framework that can be useful for anyone interested in learning more. But I want to highlight some of their low-lift suggestions here, including creating more descriptive links that allow screen readers to receive context for where the link is directing them. For example, linking to the About Us page is much more accessible to people using screen readers than linking to a click here phrase. Even if the full sentence is, click here to read more about us. Another option is to add alternative text on images for those who are visually impaired, like a clear and concise description of a graph in an article about inflation. The University of Washington also recommends creating designated files to help users access PDFs more easily. They're known as tagged PDFs, and they basically function like a written guide to navigating the document's information. There are other recommendations that are pretty easy to do, too. Websites can provide captions of videos as well as transcripts and use larger fonts and color schemes that are less sensitive to those who may have a challenge with seeing certain colors. Another suggestion is testing the page with just a keyboard to ensure accessibility beyond a mouse. That small design step can make a big difference. While there is no perfect science to increasing accessibility in tech, there are many steps creators can take right now to improve the experience for disabled users, who again, represent over 1 billion people worldwide. Let's do better together. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. TED Tech is part of the TED Audio Collective. This episode was produced by Isabel Carter, who also wrote it with me, Sherelle Dorsey. Our editor is Jimmy Gutierrez, and the show is fact-checked by Julia Dickerson. Special thanks to Farrah DeGrunge for her support as a project manager. I'm Sherelle Dorsey. Let's keep digging into the future. Join me next week for more. You're growing a business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.